What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name's Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Hey, man, real quick. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, on the Twitter, there's a, a big fight card. Oh, it's going down. Look, that's what I was about to say. I'm doing well because February 4th, look at me, Cam. February 4th at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, 4 p.m. West Coast, there is a brawl. The opening day of Pitch It begins. The opening match is Hastic versus Dan Exclaims, and the headliner is Shamit Dua versus Jake Madison. I'm going to put the fight card in right here. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, I'm sorry. If you're listening to the audio version, I'm sorry. But if you're on YouTube, this is the fight card live, twitch.tv slash bros who thinks, yo, the, the shit talking has escalated. I don't even know if you saw Shamit was shit talking Jake today. And Jake was like, come yeah, on, bring did. it on. <laughs> Jake did. was like, do you, do you look like you did Leo tell you everything was okay from the set of Inception because of Shamit's picture? Like sh- shit is going down. Dan, of course, is talking shit to Has. Has is talking shit to Dan. And I know the other competitors, Luis is like, I'm ready for my match. Ian, ready for his match. Peter, ready for his match. Carl, Carl's been shit talking already. He don't even know when he playing. So it's just a bunch of shit talking. Doom was like, Man, if I'm gonna join this league, I gotta I gotta watch the first match to make sure I'm I'm fit to be in here because there's a lot of tough com- competitors, and he's right. There's a lot of tough competitors. But let me tell let me tell everybody out here this because a lot of people are talking shit. Let's not forget that I am the champ. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. But other than that, Shubert, I'm doing well, man. A lot of good stuff to talk about this week. Wandavision, another Your Honor. Also, shout out to uh, Andres Cabrera. If you didn't check out our interview with him last week, be sure to check that out. That Please was an check that interview. out. It's super great. But other than that, yeah. doing well, man. Yeah, I mean, I go back to that interview for sure. I mean, that was a, a all time interview and a really great episode. So please check that one out if you haven't already. Um, and go check out what Andres is doing over at the Meeting Up Podcast, First Cut, Geeks of Color, and what he's doing with the Schmodown. You know, it's great to have guys like him on. And the more that they can support us and we can support them, the more that, you know, We'll, this, this grow, we'll get man. we'll get some more guys to to come have a conversation, and they're definitely fun guys to have conversations with. So we'll hopefully we can get some more of that. That's a fact. Also, you got to speak next week. Schmidt's dropping. We're dropping the Schmidt interview, pre-fight interview, and then Jake's dropping in the middle of uh, and Monday next week. And we got to have the Commissioner State of the Union uh, next Friday. So are you excited for that? Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for that. I'm trying to figure out. Whether I'm going to be like super official or I'm going to be shit talking. So no, you got to be super official. There's no need for you to shit talk. You don't play. You can just say that like I'm your assassin. I'm out here to I'm out here to take out all the people that shit talk you. <laughs> but you know, in true commissioner fashion, there's already been so many shots because you know who what commissioner is beloved. I guess Adam Silver's close. Kind of. <laughs> Still, he takes some shots. So. Yeah, you and they they sent major shots your way. Not the new boys, but the vets. The vets sent shots, but you guys will see all of that uh, starting tomorrow. So, but you, uh, whenever you're ready, we got a lot of news to get into, and I'm excited to talk Wandavision with you because we haven't talked it at all yet. And we I've have heard, not, and I feel I like have it, heard a lot of different responses from a multitude of people. I have a feeling that we're gonna have different views. Probably, so we'll, we'll definitely get into it. So. I'm ready, let's get started.
so this was an interesting story that came out this week. Uh, and I don't know which side of the fence you're leaning on, Lyndon, <laughs> but we saw that Wonka has been confirmed the prequel of Ronald Dahl's classic children's book, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I can't remember which one titled it's the book Willy, is. I think the book is titled Willy. I think so. Um, so originally it was expected that the young Willy Wonka would be played by either Ezra Miller, Ryan Gosling, or even Donald Glover. And I remember talking about that on the podcast way early in the, in the early, early episodes. Um, But now they're Warner brothers is eyeing either Tom Holland or Timothy Chalamet. Ooh. Okay. That's interesting. I like, I like both of these actors. I think, I think Timothy doesn't need it as much as Tom does. I think this is more something that if I'm Tom Holland, I want to get this because this is something that can, can propel his career if it's done well. If it's not like I, I disagree. Ooh, see, I think if it's done like the Gene Wilder uh Willy Wonka type stuff, not the Johnny Depp, I think this could be good for him. You you think Timothy should get this, actually. I think Timothy should get this. I think for Tom, it would I think it would be a little bit too many blockbusters. Of, I think like what he's doing with Cherry is like exactly what he needs to be doing right now. Like he's got, got you, the big blockbuster Spider-Man. movies. He needs he needs to show like some acting range. Like even what he did with that Netflix film. Like we yeah. showed that he showed he, he can needs act. To be showing that he can do these serious dramas. Because you're right, he like does Tim- have a lot of Timothy blockbusters. Has done a lot of the serious Oscar dramas. He has his big blockbuster coming up with Dune. Dune. But we yeah. want to see a little bit of a fun side of it. True, and true. I think that this could be a really big opportunity to see a more fun side of his acting. And if either one of them can sing, that's just a positive. <laughs> like if if either one, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of singing in this, but like I said, I, I want it to be more Gene Wilder than Johnny Depp because the Johnny Depp one is horrible. The Gene Wilder one is still a classic movie. Probably something we'll review and run it back. That's how much I like that movie. But it's a great one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for this. This should I, I'm I, now that you, I think you've convinced me that, t- that Timothy should be more excited for this than uh, Tom. But if they don't get either, it's going to be interesting to see which way they go, because obviously when I saw the story. Young. That's what that's where I was thinking first. When I saw the story, I was like, OK, you have these two, but I don't think you're getting either of them. Maybe so Lucas Hedges, like Lucas I'm, Hedges. I'm, I'm sure they want someone young, but not like Finn Wolfhard young. They want someone that's in their mid 20s. Mid to yeah, I think 20s. it's going to be a 20 year old Wonka, like a you know, young 20, mid 20 Wonka. Well, that's what they said. They said it's about the prequel right before, right as he's starting up the factory. Like, this is everything leading up to him starting the factory. I don't know. I mean, there's probably a lot of people who are up and comers. And it doesn't really... have to be a white person. Like we saw, they, they thought about Donald Glover. So it's going to be interesting to see. Well, I remember when we were talking about that, we thought that Donald Glover would be the perfect move. Yeah, or or the I think the, when I'm remembering the story, I thought that there were two that they were talking about, and one of them was supposed to be Donald Glover. I think yep. it was animated or something oh, like that. No, I thought the Donald Glover one was the, the Donald Glover was this one. There was an okay. animated one that was with I believe Ezra Miller. That's what Maybe. I think it was. See, that's why I'm like I'm getting these mixed up because like there there were two but for sure. But they, but they cut the animated one. That's not happening anymore. All right. So we shall see. But next up, we got. This news is insane to me. So for HBO Max, this was reported on by the Fat Man Beyond podcast with uh, Kevin Smith and co-host Mark Bernard. And they both said separately they heard this. And Smith heard this months ago. He didn't want to report on it because he wasn't sure. And then Mark Bernard heard it, confirmed it. And now they were ready to talk about it. But 
HBO Max is looking and moving forward with making a Batman the Animated Series sequel where they just pick up where the animated series left off. They don't age anybody up. They're just giving us new stories with the same people, Paul Dini and, uh, and uh, Bruce Timmer involved. I And Kevin Smith may be involved for how he was talking. He said multiple times he wasn't, but I don't know if I believe that. Look, if you're getting Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, and Tim, Bruce Tim, and Paul Dini to come back, I'm down for it. I'm down for it because that's the, be- that's the best animated cartoon ever. So, you know. Now, a, a year ago, I would have said, I don't, think, I don't think they can do it. I just don't know if you can get the same feeling of that. But then I saw Animaniacs. Yep. And Animaniacs from that same era, a little bit, or, or a little bit earlier, like but even, early 2000s. But, but still, it's still like they kept that style. And, that and not only age. that, I agree with you 2000%, and that's a great point. But I don't know if you saw the, the Justice League and the Fatal Five or even Batman and Harley Quinn. We've seen Bruce Tim and Paul Dini do movies that are in that universe that work just as well. Maybe not the same animation style, but close enough. It's more close so enough, it's more Harley so the Quinn Justice. One, yeah. It's more so the Justice League animated style and the new adventures of Batman, the animated series, which I'm OK with. I know some people prefer the classic one over the updated version, but I'm OK with either. And it just shows me those movies showed me that this will work. And the Harley Quinn series is one of HBO Max's biggest shows. Uh, uh, close enough or whatever. Uh, the the regular show, yeah, close close enough, enough, big show for them. And then Young Justice, big show for them. They are seeing that adult animation works in anime, and people from this era who love this style animation works. They need to go into this. We need more animated stuff from HBO Max. So if this is successful, I expect to see more. You so you. I didn't know if you said this. So Kevin Conroy would probably return. Yeah, uh, Mar- and Mark Hamill. Hamill, definitely. So, but would it start with Tim Drake? That's what I, I think they pick up right where they left off. So yeah, Tim Drake would be Robin. I'm assuming, or we could see them bring Damien in, just to like move it along in the journey, make Tim Red Robin, and then have Dick as Nightwing still. Like I think it would be more beneficial if they could just like it doesn't have to be a super aged up, but like you know, yeah, give Batman let a little Tim, bit more years. Let, let Tim you know, be have, Red let's Robin. Have Nightwing, but we did have have it in the new. Yeah, adventures. we did. Let and, Tim be um, Red Robin, age him Red up, Robin. and then yeah, get Damien. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with either or, way they do it. Or you can, or you can start going with uh, Stephanie. Yeah, you can bring in new characters too. You know, Cassie you can, Kane. Cassie you can Kane. Expi- so I mean, you can expand the family. And I think that would it would be a, a great move for them to do that. Yes. Um, this was news that when I heard, I was like, what? This is something that yeah, I'm it's, super it's excited time. for. Yeah, this is huge. Because like we said, this is the best cartoon ever, and it's coming back. So, But speaking in the world of Gotham, let's not leave DC quite yet. Savannah Welsh, look her up, Shubert. You need to see what she looks like, has been cast as Barbara Gordon in Titans Season 3. Variety has learned exclusively that Savannah Welsh has been cast in the role of the HBO Max show in the upcoming third season. In Season 3, Gordon is the Gotham Police Commissioner. However, she is in a wheelchair taking on her Oracle status. This is post-Joker shooting her. She used to be bad girl until she was shot, paralyzed by the Joker. She has a a combative relationship with Bruce Wayne, her life gets more complicated when Dick Grayson returns to Gotham, rekindling their old romance and starting a new crime-fighting partnership. Interesting that they say rekindling their romance. I don't know if they're going to rekindle it fully because of Corey, but I feel like there's going to be that love triangle tension. 
Mm, it's it depends. It depends on how Corey's story is going. That's true too. And it could be a big part of Corey's story because that's like the whole deal of season three is that we're gonna get her and her sister and yep, you know. And depending on how this goes, I could see the show splitting up and getting Young Justice with back with uh with the new Tim Drake Robin that they're going to introduce Beast Boy, Raven and Starfire and then giving us the Nightwing show with got with uh in with Dick in Gotham with Barbara Gordon as his police commissioner. I could see that happening. Oh, they, they've even come out and released what episode she's in. She's in <laughs> one, three, five, ten, and nine. Exactly. So I could see yeah. this becoming a spinoff with Dick Dick leaving the team and him feeling they've matured enough and letting Corey lead them and him having the Nightwing series setting up where he's just basically Batman with his, with his Commissioner Gordon being Batgirl. I could see that happening. I Yeah, I could totally see that happening. I think that they got to choose one relationship. You're either going to give us your Teen Titans you know, relationship or you're going to give us like your Nightwing. Exactly. Gordon. And honestly, I wouldn't be mad if if Dick felt like he wanted to leave, although it would make more sense if he stayed this season. We get Tim Drake. The next season is the passing of the mantle and he leaves at four. That would so make more she, sense. So she's going to, you said she's going to come out in the wheelchair? Yeah, she's in, she's Oracle mode. Just when I say Oracle so, mode, I mean she's in a wheelchair. So then she's not tied in with Jason Todd. Uh, no, no. She already has been shot by the Joker. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, so we shall see how how his red hood ties in all of this. But I am excited. I need season three ASAP. We're going to get that probably by the end of the year. Yeah, this is the year for that. So, yep. They are filming it at the moment. Yeah, they're right? filming it as we speak. So we should get it around October-ish, November-ish, that same time we usually do. Assuming right, well, nothing that's... happens with COVID, of course. That's all some pretty exciting stuff. I'm definitely ready for Titans. It's been a while, and I think this is definitely the season that we've been clamoring for. This is the one so. that has to be successful, because if not, it's over with. HBO Max not putting their name behind trash. Facts. Facts. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, speaking of, there's some HBO Max trailers. Yeah, did you not see the full reel of whether we saw first looks to Space Jam? Oh! Oh, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They did that. They did basically what Netflix did last week where they showed us a real love. We saw Will Smith the first time as King Richard, as uh, the Serena Williams uh, father. We saw a look at more look at little things. We saw another look at Suicide Squad. Um, Basically, just Space Jam. Space Jam, all their big movies. So I thought it was dope. Just it was the same thing Netflix did. Which we could have saw more Dune. Space Jam looked weird. Space Jam looks interesting. That's what all I'm going to say. I don't know what to expect from this video game version of Space Jam, but if it's not good, LeBron's definitely getting shit on. So, <laughs> For sure. But the other trailer we have is uh, NBC's Young Rock. What'd you think of this? Interesting concept. Yeah, man. It's definitely, it's definitely an weird. interesting concept. Uh, you know, NBC's doing them. They're going to come out with you know this sitcom. This seems like but it's like, fighting young Sheldon. He's for sure. Young. But like what I got confused about is it seemed like they were going over like different eras. It seems like it's going to, yeah. Like, it's, it, I don't know if it, one episode will be him as a child, one as a teen. Do we see his continual growth? Like, I don't know if we're back going back and forth between flashbacks. If they're doing This Is Us where we see three different time periods at once. Like, I'm very interested to see the structure of this show. Because that was what threw me off the most, as yeah. I didn't really understand like which point of 
Young Rock are we talking about? Are we talking it's, about Young Rock and the wrestling? Are we talking about Young Rock in high school? Are we talking about Young Rock as a child? Well, we've seen child. Saw we saw high school. Yeah, exactly. We saw him first starting in WWE. We saw high school and we saw child. So I'm interested to see how they do this. Yeah. But who knows, man? Who knows? Um, the next trailer was uh, Willie's Wonderland, which was pretty badass, let me say. <laughs> what is Nick uh, Cage doing? What are those Nick creatures? Like, what is all of this? I don't know if you ever saw the Hulu short, and I can't remember what it's called for the life of me right now, but it is about characters like that, the animatronic characters coming to life and, like, killing kids. Mm. And I think that it had... I think this spawned off of that because it was super similar to what that is. Okay. And, um, and yeah, I, I think it's badass. I think we've talked about this on a prior, prior, prior episode so. about the idea of what this was going to be. And seeing it put together, like this is the on-demand, uh, the low-budget on-demand Nick Cage movie that I'd want to see for sure. Oh, okay, yeah, I was about to say like because you froze up a little Not bit. Not jujitsu. Like, yeah, I don't know what Nick Cage is doing, but we may be in a cage assance. We shall see. The trailer that I love the most about all this was the one you had next, which was Boogie. Man, talk about Chef Eddie Huang going from being a chef to being on Vice. To him producing Fresh Out the Boat, and then, and honestly, H- ABC screwing up his vision of Fresh Out the Boat, which he has said multiple times, which he doesn't like being associated with the show because it's not what he wanted. To now seeing this, I feel like this is what he wanted Fresh Out the Boat to be. I think so. Something that was way more seriously toned. And talking you know, about think, his real life experience. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Who does um, Fresh Off the Boat? Eddie uh, the actor. Oh, the actor. Oh, oh, um, no. He's in um, WandaVision or an Ant-Man, whatever. Uh, oh, he's in, yeah, he's he an is. Ant-Man. He's, an well, Ant-Man he's, he's in WandaVision, too. He's the dude who's talking. Uh, yeah. His Gosh, name is Randall Park. Name. Randall, Randall Park. Randall Park. Yeah. Now, I think Randall Park. Now, I like Randall Park in, like, the Netflix movie, the rom-com he's in. Mm-hmm. But I do not like him and most other things that he does. Like, I feel like he's part of the reason that that show is really tanking because, like, it's a little corny. He's kind of doing a character, you know, corny caricature of like what could be way more seriously toned. Yep. And I no. think that's what Boogie is, give, is giving <coughs> us. It's like, you know, we're taking a look into the Chinese culture through the eyes of someone who um, wants to doesn't want to like assimilate like he's like I'm, he wants to have I both really his american culture, culture and his chinese important. culture yeah he wants both of them yeah. and i love and that pop smokes in he doesn't this. want to, to be all right oh, yeah, pop smoke yeah, yeah i just I love all about it the basketball aspect i just i think this is going to be a damn good move i feel like this is the mid 90s for this year like how mid 90s hit a chord with a lot of males of our generation i feel like this is going to hit that chord plus it's a sports movie which you love in a good one, not a yeah, re- not a need... sports movie that relates I'm, to Jesus yeah. Christ. No, yeah, no, exactly. no, no, no disrespect like to the religious people. But. We've talked about we've talked about on the show before how we missed the sports movie era, and that we not the, the we Coach Carter's like, out of sports movies with substance or anything like that. And you know, we had the Way Back, and I never got to see the Way Back, but I've heard really good things about it. And um, I think this is like the next big sports movie that, and it's not even going to be big, I don't think, but I think. I feel like it's going to be, um, yeah, I feel like it's going to be very like one of those underrated gyms of 2021. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Definitely. super, I'm um, super excited but, for that. But the next trailer we're talking about, we mentioned the little short trailer that they had last week, but this is the full trailer of Cherry. 
It looks great. Yeah, it does. Tom Shout Holland out to the like Russo. He's... Finally, looks like the Russo brothers got it right. Extraction wasn't good. Twenty One Bridges was okay. This looks like they finally hit their mark post uh, of the Marvel run. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really great movie. Kind of gives me Baby Driver vibes, kind of. A little bit of Baby Driver vibes. Um, a little bit of like. I don't even know. I mean, it seems like so much its own thing, but it a little bit touches of, on like the military. It touches on like mental health. It touches on what's that Chris Pine love. Ben Foster on... movie? It feels like a Baby Driver fuge with uh there with Jeff Bridges, uh Chris Pine, Ben Foster, Hell or High Water. It feels like Baby mm-hmm. Driver fused with Hell or High Water. So I'm excited yeah, for that. Cherry. It look it looks damn good. Now the last trailer that you have on there, I did not see. I don't know what that one is. All right. I care a lot. It's Roseman Pike. It's one of the Netflix originals coming out this year. Um, what's the other? Is it Julie Andrews? But I care a lot is about Roseman Pike, where she is a kind of a, a con artist, a crooked legal guardian who drains the savings of her elderly wards, meets her match when a woman she tries to swindle turns out to be more than she appears. Ooh. So like Roseman Pike is trying to, but it was Diane West. Okay, so she's trying to swindle Diane West, but Diane West, I think that has like mob connections or something. And oh, they're like, yeah. well, we've seen that you're trying to like, yeah, she has like a whole bunch of old people that she's just like, she'll go in, she'll be like, oh, I'm your legal guardian. And then she puts them in a home and then takes all their money. Okay, cool. And, that sounds pretty good. You know, there's, you know, a lot of big critical acclaim for Rosamund Pike's performance in this. It's, so it's a comedy crime thriller coming out on Netflix in February 19th. So go ahead, go check that trailer out when you can. It looks like it's going to be a pretty good one. Um, like, like I said, Rosemary Pike, Elsa Gonzalez, Diane West, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Some, some good people in here. Okay, bet. Well, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Y'all make sure y'all check out all the trailers. Let us know which one you're liking the best. Right now I'm liking Boogie the best, but I'm going to check out all of these. But next up we got, this news is just upsetting. So at first it was, it was said that Zack Snyder's Justice League would be released in four mini episodes, like four episodes that were an hour long so people could easily digest it. Now he's like, no, fuck that. I want it to be in full movie, four hours. You guys got to watch a full four hour long movie. Jesus Christ. I don't know how that helps this movie, but that that just turns me off of Justice League. I'm over it, especially with the controversy with Ray Fisher, which we don't have to get into here, but je- everything around this Talk film, I don't need to see it. Um... I actually like this better. And I know I'm not a fan of long movies, but like... Yeah, I was about knowing, to say the long movie guy. Knowing that it's going to be... knowing full knowing vision. that it, Knowing that it's going to be the full vision. I'm not going to watch all four hours. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch it the way that you're saying it, but I think it would have been hurtful to have it like that because then, like, I don't know if the transitions would have been the same. Mm, okay. And so, like, I want him to have his full four-hour movie long vision, but I'm not going to spend the whole four hours watching <laughs> I was about to say, because we're going to have to review it <laughs> again so you're gonna have to watch it in pieces or watch it together i'm gonna see how long cool how much that. i get i'm gonna see how much i get through of it but i'm just so sick of justice league i'm ready just to move onward yeah i mean i think that's where i'm at too i mean i've seen it i don't think anything that he's gonna put in there is gonna make it any better and plus we're not building off of it exactly so, we're just gonna see I, shit I that know. we that we won't get in the future like a martian manhunter the green lanterns dark side we're just gonna see all shit that could have been happen and that's not happening anymore yeah so it's just gonna be kind of annoying but exactly 
you know, people wanted to see the Snyder Cut. They're going to get the Snyder Cut. And, and HBO Max is going to make money. A lot of money. So, there you go. Let them have it. Facts. But next, we got uh, Joel Cohen. He has shot A24's The Mass, uh, the Tragedy of Macbeth in Black and White and stars Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. Ooh, Denzel is Macbeth and Francis McDormand and his wife. I wonder if it's going to be modern day i'm very interested to see what time period they go through how they're going to do it we've seen Macbeth done multiple ways and when you have the star power of denzel with arguably one of the greatest actresses in hollywood right now i'd have her third behind amy adams and regina king francis mcdormand the from the three billboards of ebbing missouri fame this is going to be a great movie especially with the cohen uh one of the cohen brothers is not both of them so i'm excited to see this um have you watched a lot of the Shakespeare movies. I watched some of them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Denzel, last time he was in, he did Much Do About Nothing in the 90s. Oh, yeah, which is another uh, kind of version. Wh- which one is That's this, huh? It's a version of Macbeth. No, it was Much Do About Nothing. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, who did that movie? I mean, Kenneth Branagh was in it. Uh, I think Keanu Reeves was in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like uh, Emma Thompson, yeah, it was 1993, directed by Kenneth Branagh, had uh, Kate Beckinsale, Emma Thompson, Denzel, Keanu Reeves, yeah, it had a bunch of really nice actors in it. It was a really, really great movie. But then in 2012, Much Ado About Nothing came out again, and it was in black and white. That's what makes me think about mm-hmm. this. But this was Joss Wheaton uh, directed that one, and that starred people like uh, Nathan Fillion, um, his group of people. Yeah. His group of people. I think, I don't know. Never mind. But that one was also very good. So hearing this makes me think of very similar to that. And do remember, I'm pretty sure there was a Macbeth that I remember watching in high school and it was also pretty good. So, I mean, like any, you know, Shakespeare's work is timeless. Yeah, it is. Definitely. And, and, and you get people like, Denzel and Francis McDormand, very similar to like what they did with Much Do Better Nothing. Get like these actors that you know are good, that know Just the material, because they've all done this like a multitude of times in their acting careers, especially stage actors. Yep. And, you know, put Just it out there. Act, A20, yeah. A24 is the perfect studio to back this, too. I mean, A24 putting everything into a black and white tragedy Macbeth with two big stars, like this is going to be. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if, in like a slow, if this was, came out in 2020, it probably would have. Oh, it's still going to be Oscar. Oscar bait either way. So this is going to be dope. Excited to see that. Next up, we got uh, Gwendolyn Christie has been cast in the upcoming live ad- adaptation of The Sandman for Netflix. We do not know who she's playing, but if I, uh, some people were thinking she played Death. Some people were thinking she'll uh, play Desire. I really wanted to play Lucifer. I hope that she does that because I think she would be a great version of Lucifer, but good for Gwendolyn Christie getting out of the Game of Thrones Star Wars slump to go into something that could be great for Netflix. Slump. Like Game of Thrones, her Game of Thrones character was not a slump. The end, the way she ended was was a slump. The way she ended was a slump. (laughs) But Star Wars, big slump. Big slump. Yeah, wasted character. But this, this will be great. I'm excited for her. Yeah, we've been hearing about the Neil Gaiman adaptation of Sandman for coming to Netflix for a while. Uh, it's good that it's finally getting some casting and, and getting some headway. Yep. Uh, it also says here that uh, Alan Heinberg, who was with Grey's Anatomy and OC, um, that kind of gives me a little bit. 
and he's and he created Young Avengers. Like he he knows the comic book stuff, and he helped work Wonder Woman. So this dude knows what he's doing. So hopefully that'll be good. But Neil Gaiman's involved in writing and creating, which makes me super excited. So yeah, we always want the creator involved. Exactly. But that's all I got on this one. All right. So Brendan Fraser has. Uh, wait. He's been attached to star in the new Darren Aronofsky film. Oh, okay. He's been attached to star in the new Darren Aronofsky film uh, called The Whale. Whale. Yeah, for A24. For A24. And The Whale uh, follows a reclusive English teacher suffering from severe obesity who attempts to reconnect with his strange teenage daughter for one last chance of redemption. I do remember seeing the story. This is going to be crazy. Like seeing Brendan Fraser just get super fat and dealing with obesity. And Darren Aronofsky always does films weird. Like if you saw Mother and like, I feel like this is going to be crazy. Um, And seeing him having to reconnect with a strange teenage daughter makes me think a lot about what he's doing with Doom Patrol. And he's done very well with that. So I think this is probably the best role for him. Another A24, you know, uh, getting a little weird. I love when A24 gets weird. So that's their bag. So this this should be interesting. And we haven't seen Aronofsky in a while. So I'm I'm excited. The Fraser Sons. The Fraser Sons. It, it's, it's coming. <laughs> um, so Deadline has, has also reported that Netflix has acquired the worldwide distrib- distribution white rights for the spy thriller Heart of Stone. Uh, the film is set to star Gal Gadot. Um, Tom Harper. Uh, the project was initially announced in early December with the studio revealing plans to launch a female-centric spy franchise um, the same caliber as Mission Impossible. So Gal Gadot as a spy. Yeah, we're getting her born identity, her Mission Impossible. Cool, good for her. Wasn't well, she already doing a Netflix stuff? Well, she's working with The, with Rock? the Rock, yeah. And uh, Isn't it, I thought this was like something similar to that. Yeah, no, this is her own, whereas in The Rock, it's her, Ryan Gosling, in the rock like ryan working reynolds. together right ryan reynolds not gosling excuse me yeah so good for her getting her own series she can do it she's she's shown she's a great physical actress so well, she's got she's got to do it like this this is like for gal Gadot. she's in a phase now where wonder woman is huge hit wonder woman 2 not as big a hit it's now it's time to find her next blockbuster. now what are you gonna, because she's also got death on the nile coming out yeah so she's got to like prove that she's got the acting chops in that and then she has that rock and ryan reynolds thing coming so so, I mean, she's got some opportunities to show what she's what she's made of in Hollywood because that was always the question when she came in with Wonder Woman. It was like, oh, great, yeah, she's perfect her. Wonder Woman. But it was like, she's really an actress to be reckoned with. It's time for her to be like Scarlett Johansson without the uh, marriage stories, like just the blockbuster doing all the spy movies type type role. But she is going to be Cleopatra, so that may be another shot at her That's to another one, yeah. show her real, real acting chops. So good for Gal Gadot. Just an update, there's not, not much to say on this, but No Time to Die is expected to be delayed again. Uh, they think it's going to be between now and Top Gun Maverick in early July. It'll move somewhere between then. But it's just a mess all around with COVID. And they're just trying to make as much money as they can. And I'm guessing Paramount doesn't trust this, the streaming service biz. If I'm Netflix, I'm spending, they're spending all this money. They should buy No Time to Die or HBO Max. One of them should. But Paramount's I'm, not going to sell it. I'm Amazon should. Oh, you don't care? No. Mm. I mean, like, sure, if it came out, I'd probably watch it. But, like, at this point, they, there's so many other movies coming out this year that I'm just way more excited to see. Back, and I'm like... Y'all need to just get on board with Disney and Warner Show me Black Widow. Y'all are trying to make too much. This just seems like greed. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not. It's, it's just getting pushed back so many times. Like, 
It's whatever. I'm ready for the point. new James Bond. Like I'm waiting. Exactly. On, I, I want this movie to at. end so we could get the new announcement. That's exactly. what I'm waiting I mean, on. That's so that's where I'm I'm sitting at right now. I'm like, okay, so you're gonna show the last movie in the Daniel Craig era, and like Daniel Craig's been doing other work, and I'm like, I'd rather see Daniel Craig do other things. Like I'd rather see this next Knives Out two with him. Yeah. And like do another bond like i'm right i moved on yeah like, i've moved on like skyfall was great casino royales when i'm i'd put it favorite in movies one of a uh, top 100 for me and so you know I, that's one thing i'm gonna do one day i'm gonna write down the top 100 and i'll put it on like twitter <laughs> or something but like it you know casino royale is a great one but i, I the daniel era Craig era was cool, but let's just move on. No, I'm with you. Here's some Marvel update. Ginger Gonzalez has been cast as Jennifer Walters' best friend in She-Hulk. Uh, Matt Damon has been cast in Thor Love and Thunder. We don't know what he's going to be. Spider-Man 3 will be set during Christmas. Ethan Hawke has been cast as a villain in Disney's Moon Knight. And Kevin Feige teases that Nova will be on the way. He also indicates that both Richard Ryder and Sam Alexander may be introduced, which will be good for you because Sam Alexander is a Latino. So... We'll get to see both of these. Uh, this That's just a little update from Marvel. Nothing really to discuss because we don't know who Ethan Hawke's going to be. We don't know who Matt Damon's going to be. But interesting that Ethan Hawke's going to be in Moon Knight. I think, that's, I think that's dope. Yeah, Ethan Hawke and Moon Knight will be pretty cool. Wondering what he's going to be doing. Um, might be the villain. Yeah, No, he is the villain. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, says cast of the villain. Yeah, Sorry. no, he's cast of the villain. And- we just don't know what Matt Damon's doing because last time he was in a Thor movie, he was like an actor as like it was a it was, yeah, a, he was a fake he was a fake Loki or something a fake, like that, or a fake yeah. Thor. And this is he's actually going to be in it now, so it's going to be interesting to see what Taika does with him. But also next up, we got Sonic the Hedgehog will be released on February eighth. Oh no! One movie. thing I was going to say, oh, no, Nova's great. I mean, I've watched Nova a lot with the Spider Man series. I think Nova. You know, I can't believe I forgot about Nova in terms of like thinking about who could possibly be in as a Latino MCU character. The question is, is like, how are they going to incorporate Nova? I assume it's going to be some kind of TV thing. Um, Maybe. He's movie caliber, though. He's movie movie caliber. No, he's definitely movie worthy. I just doubt that they're going to give Nova his own movie. He's more of like, from everything that I've seen him in, he's more of like a part of a team. But it would be cool to do his own movie leading or like, just dealing with the offset of his whole like planet being destroyed and like he's like one of the last nova core members so that you know he could definitely be someone that would pop into guardians that's true too just depending on how they want to use him so yeah but like i said sonic the hedgehog released february 18th on hulu that i watch it yeah no definitely gonna you should watch it because it's gonna be great but that's that's all I got on that. The one thing I've heard of Spider-Man 3 as well is that apparently they might do Harry Osborn. It, I mean, it's about it's, it's time. I mean, because they've been teasing Norman Osborn for forever. So I assume that's coming soon. OK, so season six of Peaky Blinders is going to be the last one. Yep. Um, uh, Stephen Knight, who does Peaky Blinders, says the story will continue in another form, teasing that they're going to end with a movie. Yep, he confirmed it. It's happening with a movie, so good for Peaky Blinders fans. I'm on season three, not all the way caught up yet, but I'm loving it. The fucking Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah, Peaky Blinders is, is a great show. Uh, I'm glad they're going to do the whole movie thing. I wonder if that this is going to be something that we're going to see more of, like some of the bigger series. If they're going to like, I mean, we saw it from com- Deadwood, Sopranos, Deadwood. Sopranos. Now this, so. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with just like being in the streaming era. So good for the Peaky Blinders. All right, time for and, the. Sm- oh, go ahead. 
Oh, and when are we getting that community movie? <laughs> Never, because Donald Glover's too too big for that shit. And Joel is doing game shows. I know he wants to do it, but everybody else, they don't got time for that. Uh, the, then we got some small stories. Uh, Cassie and Andor will be more than one season. Alan Tudyk confirms that he will not be in Andor season one as K2SO, but will be coming back in something. The, uh, he's, he just says that he knows for a fact he's not in season one. Yeah. So he may not. I assume that they're going to probably season do two. something with it in season two. Like if they, because they said they're going to be more than one season. So I assume like first season is all Cassian and season two will find his because partners. like if. Because if we're trying to get up to Rogue One and you're going to do multiple seasons, you then don't to, don't yeah. shoot your load right off the bat with K2SO. Because you got to bring him in at some point. Also, it said that live action Rex is coming to the Mandoverse, whether that's Rangers of the New Republic or one of these, the Soka series, he will be in there somewhere. Uh, the, the Godzilla versus Kong trailers dropping this Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So it's either going to be this Sunday or next Sunday, but I believe it's this Sunday. Also, Daredevil is coming to the MCU. Charlie Cox has filmed his scenes with uh, Tom Holland, and his history is uh, they're rebooting part of his stuff. Basically, everything that's related to Defenders and all that team-up shit never existed. His history with Kingpin, however, will remain, and I believe his history with Punisher will remain as long as uh, the Punisher wants to come back. John Bernthal. And I think he does. Well, yeah, but I, I know the Kingpin wants to come back, so all of the history with Kingpin will remain. Daredevil's coming back. Well, also, we need Kingpin. Also, it was reported that Captain... Oh, we do need Kingpin because I want to see the Kingpin interact with Spider-Man. That's why I want him back coming. But it was also reported that Captain America will come back, but Chris Evans was like, huh? I didn't say that. I didn't know I was coming back. So I don't think that's happening. If anything, for, for a while. Be- yeah, like I saw some reports are like, oh, there might be an, uh, another Captain America movie now. Uh, I think like if they're going to do something like that, it's going to be similar to like the contract that Downey Jr. signed. Yeah, where he was just Iron in Man Avengers 3, movies. Yeah, it, and I think more so for what they would do with Steve Rogers is that he would show up in like some capacity in like the series, not necessarily season one, like, you know, like, but yeah. in like a flashbacks or something yeah. like that, you know what I'm saying? Or he'll be in Secret Wars, the next big Secret grandiose Wars. Marvel thing, but that's- um, but thinking thinking about that, um, you know, where Captain America, we know that he's so aged. So if he were going to be in anything that was more current, he would have to be super aged. And speaking of aged, live action Rex, we glossed over it. But if they were to put a live action Rex, you know, it, it could show up in any of those series. But it, and it could be, t- it should be tomorrow Morrison, but it won't look the same as Boba Fett because you have to remember that he's Boba old. Fett is, you know, an unaltered clone where Rex is supposed to be an old man. So at this point, anytime that I would see, expect to see Rex, I would expect to not really see him be able to be in fighting shape. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, he should be, like, an old, old an man. An old man, yeah. Super yeah, crusty. So, so, but... So that's, I could see him, like, being, like, some kind of, like, man in the chair situation for Ahsoka. Yeah. Something, something along those lines. Something but. Like that's all we got this week for the news. Let's get into the movie on the rise where we suggest a movie or a TV show coming out this week that you should check out. I'm going to go first, Schubert, because mine's simple. I got blown away season two. because That's the only cool thing coming out this week. Everything else cool is coming out next week. But blown away, we're a big fan of the competition shows like Forge and Fire. This is the Blowing Glass competition show. So, And we really like season one. one. Yeah, season one was great. So I'm excited for season two. 
Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, mine is a sci-fi series called uh, Resident Alien. Mm. And Resident Alien stars Alan Tudyk. And it, uh, it is described as a sci-fi murder mystery doctor dramedy. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> where uh, he plays a crash-landed alien named Harry who takes on the identity of a small-town Colorado doctor, slowly begins to wrestle with the moral dilemma of a secret mission on Earth. Mm, okay. Could be interesting. It could be. So I'm definitely interested in that. All right, bet. You want to start off with the Tiger Woods doc? Yeah, let's start. Or you wanna, or do you want to give your thoughts on One Night in Miami since, I, since I'm not going to be able to watch it until tonight? Well, I'd rather just talk about it next week. I don't know if we have too All much right. stuff to talk about. Bet we'll talk about it next week then. Uh, let's get into then uh, the Tiger Woods doc. I saw episode one. I just want to say, boy, the stuff about his, his pops' affairs and that, that like in the in the white dude, his his pops' friend, and how he was on camera like, damn, I shouldn't be talking about this. And then the fucked up thing is they gave Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan a stray bullet saying they was cheating on their wives with Tiger in Vegas. They have to do that to Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan. That was fucked up. <laughs> well, they didn't say that Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley were They didn't say it, but they said it. <laughs> they were just advising Tiger. Yeah, and they were hanging out in, in Vegas and doing all the shit where Tiger was getting affairs at. Tiger Woods being like... What should I say to these girls? And Michael Jordan's just like, say you're Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know Mike went up to a bunch of women and was just like, I'm Michael Jordan, bitch. <laughs> That's what that told me. That shit was crazy. Uh, the the line where, they were, where the person was like, my career's in your hands is nuts. To tell that to a two-and-a-half-year-old child was like, yeah, my career's in your hands. You better do well. And then his kindergarten teacher, when his kindergarten teacher said his dad wouldn't let him play any other sport, broke my heart. And then the shit where the girlfriend was like, he was on the phone crying to me about his dad having affairs. That shit was tragic. They did the girlfriend wrong, man. Yeah. She yeah. was she was so nice. And she was. They did her dirty. <laughs> she got screwed over. Tiger said, I'm making money. It's time for you to go. <laughs> then the second episode, all the shit like with just evolving the, the affair and everything and just the different things was crazy. Like uh, a lot of attention you receive, I think, was because it was a negative story. I, but also, the race a- aspect definitely played a part. Some part. What did you think about the race aspect in part one where they, you know, they, the campaign that was similar to like what they're doing with Kaepernick now? I thought I, I thought that was cool. I thought that was like, you know. Uh, well, it, was, it, it, it was important. I mean, that yeah. was exactly what was going on. I mean, it was, you know, the first time that uh, an athlete stepped out and like really perpetuated like his race a part of an ad campaign and it was warranted like it set him up though for something that he wasn't prepared for that's true that's true and he didn't want to be that guy well and i think that has to go in a lot with his fallen part too is that he whether or not he wanted it or not and a lot of it had to do with his dad as well was set up to be you know the god the next gandhi i mean like yeah jesus so like his dad put him on when he 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 wasn't that guy when he had his fall some of the reactions, like, I think like one thing you're referring to in part two is like the masters thing. Yeah. Where like the public whipping and it was like a little bit unwarranted, but I do feel like a point that they tried to make, I don't think is necessarily true. I feel like if those champions that they did, like Fred couples or Nick Faldo did have like a big public scandal, they, they would, they would have gotten some flack for it. The only but maybe thing not that, as much, but, it, 
but it was, I don't think it was more so of what Tiger did because he was black. It was more so because of, he was such a public figure so, and he was supposed to be this larger than life goal for humanity that was set up not by him, but by his dad and by his I, ad campaigns. I would say was what was what ca- caused that more so than, but I can see where it is because it is the masters and like they have that I, bad history, but it, I'd say I don't think it was 40% of what you, no, no, no. I, I think there's a percentage. I think it's like 40, 45% what you're saying. I think the race aspect plays a percent in it. I think the fact that his wife was white played a percentage in it. And then the fact that, you know, he's, it's negative stories and negative press. Like people love that shit. So I think it was just the uh, a gumbo pot like, of just all that shit together that made it that bad. Because like on the other hand, like I'm I'm with this whole thing where it's like okay, he wants to go back and play golf. I'm like okay, well then yeah, he should be able to go play golf. Like what he does off the field doesn't have anything to do. Doesn't I mean, matter. You see basketball players, football players all the time like beat people. Wives, like, yeah. You know, Kareem Hunt. Von Miller just told his wife to have a miscarriage. Like what? <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, you know, things like that happen all the time. But I think what it was is more so the persona that came with Tiger earlier on that necessarily wasn't his fault. No, it was his dad for sure. And yeah. then I thought the Navy SEAL stuff was wild. Like, they were like don't, don't shoot him, shoot him in the hand, don't shoot him in his hands. Definitely ruined his career. Uh, and then the, I love the comeback shit. Like when they showed the picture of him hugging his dad and then showing the reverse of it of him hugging his son, thought that was great. I didn't think this documentary was better than Last Dance, but I thought it was good. No, I, I think it would have been up to Last Dance if, if he would have been involved. involved. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because like now we don't know how with he feels about any him. of this. But I do think the stuff with his caddy was pretty wild. That he was like, you know, the best man <laughs> in his wedding, and then he's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> fuck you. I'm never fuck talking you, I'm, to you again. I'm going win. Yeah, fuck you, bro. <laughs> but Tiger's gonna put out his own one eventually. That's coming. Yeah, but I think like in his mind, he wants to do something more so like Jordan at the end of his career because he still has a good five years that he's got to try and get four more majors. He's he's gonna and try. He's close. He's gonna try. He'll get close. I mean, it's just it's just so hard because he's forty five, and with all the injuries that he had, it's almost like being a sixty year old. That's true. And, yeah. You know, these and, these other these young kids aren't gonna be letting up, and and like you said, of, the Navy SEALs killed him. That and because, and because of the legacy that he created is why golf has such a abundance of good players at the moment. Like, you know, think about in the perspective of if there was no tiger woods golf at that time, golf would not have gotten a pop culture presence. It probably would have taken forever to get a video game. Like who was supposed to lead the charge for golf? A bunch no. of foreign people and yeah. Phil Mickelson, who really isn't that big of a public media icon. So, you know, you wouldn't have your Ricky Fowlers. You wouldn't have your Justin Thomas or Bubba Watts or not Bubba Watts, but a uh, Jordan Spieth. None of them. Um, Roy McIlroy, none, none of them. He, well, you this, might have a Roy McIlroy because he's you know, foreign. But this I'm documentary saying, like, showed that guys. like Tiger did this. So shout out to him. I loved it. If y'all haven't checked it out, check that out. Great. Where are we going here now? WandaVision? Yeah, we can go WandaVision now. <sighs> it was it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot it's to hard deal with. Because what they're trying to do when it all comes out is going to be great. But also, the, I feel like oh, what they're trying to do is an episode of a like. Yeah, yeah, they, for sure. It, they're it's trying to do an episode ba- of yeah. an era. Yeah. Well, so, also, like, well, no, no, no. I'm saying like the idea of her being mesmerized by some 
outside force. That is like one specific episode of like the Spider-Man animated series or like the Batman. You know what I'm talking about? Like if it was a teen, if it was one of those animated shows, this would just be one episode, not the whole premise of the show. I don't know what you're saying. Okay, so you know how that we believe that Wanda's being controlled by like someone like Nightmare, some or she's doing herself, or she's doing it herself. But these are like dream episodes in like Justice League, like you know when they have Starro on their face and they're seeing like an alternate reality. Like I can deal with it in small chunks, but the fact that this is going to be the whole season is pretty weird to me. I think that the issue that everyone's having so early on is that these first two episodes, you don't know what's going on, but the whole point of it is that they don't know what's going on either. That's true too. So also, like, I you, think it's a it's a detriment that this is the first Marvel content we've gotten in a year. I think if it was going to be released- It wasn't supposed to be that way. Exactly. If it was going to be released how it was, I think this would be better recepted. But the fact that we haven't seen any action from Marvel in a year and we're getting I Love Lucy to start off, is just, it's rough. Like I thought the first episode was good. Like I, I understood where they were going with it, and each era, each episode is a different era. This was like the I Love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke show. The second one and was Bewitched. It, it pl- yeah, it played on to it really well. And then when I get the second episode, and I get that Bewitched theme song. You get some Easter eggs in there. We'll talk about it in a minute. And um, but then if that episode fell flat for me until the end, like yeah. when she was when she was at the woman's meeting. That was kind of cool because you got that little tie-in on like what you know, Wanda, Wanda, yeah, and like, and that's Randall Park. That some of the you can tell that some of the people there are characters. Mm -hmm. You're starting to notice that now, and I feel like that's the thing that we got to like understand with the show is that we're learning as they're learning. Yeah, we got to let it build because no one at the end we saw that Wanda kind of controls the scenario, which I think is some yeah when she rewinds it and tries to, you know, make vision, not see what they saw with the beekeeper, which I don't know what that really is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was Randall park coming into the, trying to come into the area to talk to him. I don't know. It's something, it's something of the sword, but then I think you know, it, yeah, getting... it's the, it's the sword agents, which is the other sword version of sword. shield. It's like mm-hmm. shield is the protector of earth and sword is the protector of earth from space. So interesting that they Another have sword way you there. Can introduce Nova. If they're going to do a sword series. True. True, 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 true. I don't know who's controlling this, whether this is Nightmare, whether this is Mephesto, a.k.a. the devil. I'm very interested to see mm-hmm. who is behind this. Yeah, that's what I put in our notes where, like, the speculation I've seen is that uh, the character Clea could show up, which is a to, which is supposed to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. So that And this yeah. is supposed to lead up right into that Doctor Strange movie. Yep. So I can definitely see where she might be in. They're speculating that the Lady Dottie is Clea. Mm. See, I was thinking um, Dottie was a version of Mephesto. I was thinking Dottie was the evil version of like whoever's controlling this. But that's also possible. You know, Devil is one of the speculated characters. Um, Nightmares is another character that is suspected to possibly be the villain. I even saw a speculation report that they think that this would be the way that you could introduce Magneto. Big stretch. Yeah, that's a huge stretch. Also, think um, that Vision is dead. Uh, yeah, probably so. Oh, I. Uh, uh, they said that we're getting Wonder Man, so I'm interested to see if Vision's going to come back in the form of As Wonder Man. Man. Yeah, interested to see if that Because in the comics is reversed. Yep. Also, if, if he's dead, how are we having her kids? Did she create them with her powers? Like In the comics, she creates them with her powers. So, like, that's something I'm with, interested to see because she's pregnant now at the end of episode two. Um, also, they said also, that... I could, I could also see that being, exp, you know, sped up. 
Yeah. And then taken away at the end. That well, no, I don't think it's gonna be well. See, I think the kids are staying because that's young Avengers, that's new Avengers, Wicked and Speed. It's one of those things where, like, since they're magic, they can come and go. So, I mean, I feel like at the end of the series, there might be something that like takes them away, but then like they could reappear. They could come back and doc like Nightmare or or Mephisto takes them, and then in Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange and her have to get them back. That's something I could see as well. Um, what else was I gonna say? Another another thing in the Bewitch theme, there's a uh, a Easter egg there for the character Grim Reaper. Mm. Wait, yeah. So that's another possible villain that could Baron Strucker. They had the 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 Easter eggs to him with the time clock of the the watch thing that was in there. I mean, it was all right. I'm more excited for what's coming. I thought these, like you said last week to me, we got to get through these first two episodes to get into it. And then now the good stuff should be coming three, four, and five. I think so. I think now we've established what's going on. And I think we understand like what's the pacing of what's to come. Like the next episode is going to be 70. So it could be, you know, um, Happy Days, Brady Bunch. I think Brady Bunch uh, think, is going to come when the kids are there, though. I think Mork and Mindy is a pretty good possibility. That Robin Williams show with the, where mm. he was an alien. Yeah. Uh, so you know, those are going to be the times of things we'll see. And when we also get to interested 80s, we'll probably to see have, like, what's up with years. Monica Rambeau as Photon. I'm trying to see what's up with her. She's the black lady that mm. uh, was there. So I'm going to try to. I'm interested to see what's up with her character. Um, the her friend Agnes is apparently. Oh yeah. A, a witch. Yep. So, so like that, that's, that's the thing Marvel you gotta Witch, keep, yeah. watch out for that also that the uh, on the box in episode two on the top of it that was just if you look at it it's a picture of when shuri had the mind stone connected to all that shit and that was what the box was that was just another little easter egg but you know this was all right all right showing from marvel tv at first mandalorian still the better show but we shall see how this continues yeah, I think that's what's upsetting in people the most is that it's supposed to be Marvel you know, this, TV. It's supposed to be Marvel TV. It's supposed to be what Mandalorian is, and it's just not there yet. No, not even close. Um, yeah. My girlfriend was like, why are we watching I Love Lucy? I was like, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> I've heard so, like, at today at my job, my boss and, the, and uh, my coworker, Norm, he was like, bruh. This shit is ass. <laughs> like he was like, I was trying to see Vision and Wanda do some fighting and do some shit, and like I'm here watching the Golden Girls, and I love Lucy. And granted, I love I, I go the Golden Girls, but this is like modern day, and they're not as funny. And that's another thing. I thought Paul Bettany got the comedy pretty well as Vision. The Olsen, kinda, kinda. Agnes, kinda. I thought Dottie's shit was more funny, but I think the best person at doing this old day comedy was Paul Bettany. It's an adjustment. It's yeah. definitely something to deal with. Uh, but I think what I was more excited about when I watched it was seeing things and speculating. Yeah. The and I think but I, what I think is very detrimental is like what we're saying is like, you know, people come up to me and like, I watched that WandaVision show and I just don't understand. And I'm like, yeah, like, and I'm having to explain it. And then they, they, when I explain it, they're like, oh, well, that's going to be pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, it's just going to have to wait through the water. It's almost like I wish they wouldn't have done the week-to-week release this should because just it hurts them. Once. Yeah, it does. Yeah. This, it hurts this show dramatically. Like Falcon Winter Soldier, you can do week-to-week because that's going to be action-packed. This, they need everything just to see it, to make sense yeah. of it. But 
All right, let's get to your honor. Carlo Baxter's a dummy. He should have listened to his dad. Answer Jimmy your Trump. phone, bro. Bro, answer your phone. Now dude is in jail. Now he got beef with Desire. Desire going to kill his ass in jail if you don't listen. Because that little boy is on Big Mo, is ass. And, and Big Mo is got to do something for that little boy because they blew up his house. Also, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing that, like, you know, the Baxters don't understand is that, you know, they know they, they think they're in control. You know, it, the, the dad thinks he's in control because he's got Michael in the bag now. And he, you know, he thinks he thinks he's got he's in control. But the desire crew out here is just like scheming. They're just like, oh, we're waiting. Yeah, we're waiting. And we don't Ma- care about any of this bullshit. And Michael, bro, want to kill you. Michael's in so much shit, throwing that dude in the water. And then lying to Lee, telling him he loves her, getting that judge arrested so she can't be on the case. That was wild. Michael going down, dog. (laughs) Like, I don't see Michael Desiato escaping this. Dude, it was... Jimmy Baxter's going to have to die. He's going to have to die. All this stuff where, like, Jimmy Baxter, like, comes in on him, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's his son, dude. Like, he's like... like, He's like, what, what kind of person would do that? And I'm like, exactly. Why would his son do that shit? Why also, is he defending him? why did Jimmy Baxter go and talk to Michael Desiato in court? Like the people didn't see? Like they're not going to know they scheme? No, that was, that was his scheme. Like he was oh. like, he was like, yeah, I want, you know, I want to make it seem like you're against me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that we aren't together. Like, but I, I feel wanna... like that makes it more suspicious. And that's what Michael was saying. Michael's like, you got to calm down, bro. You're making it, you're making a block hot. You're making it too suspicious for us. And I don't know. Jimmy is, Jimmy doesn't have his head on straight. Also, Adam and that girl, he just needs to break it off with them. But the preview show, the teacher's coming back next episode. <laughs> See, I told you. I told you she was coming back and she was going to get jealous. Yeah, she looked jealous too. So, because she saw him walking and she was like, in the preview, I was like. Oh. And, she, and she knows the truth. So she knows it's just the like, truth, yep. So it's like, she's going to be like, well, dude, you're like, with this girl, girl who yep. killed her brother. Like, what's wrong with you? Scheming. Also, Scheming. the red hair, Jimmy's assistant, Michael should have stabbed him with that box cutter. <laughs> fuck that dude. Also, fuck the mom. Jimmy's mom is one of the main reasons why Jimmy's going, I mean, Carlo's mom is one of the main reasons why Jimmy's going through all this shit. Talking to the cops like that, letting Chet Hanks escape. And like just causing problems. If you wouldn't have babied him, Carlo maybe would have listened to Jimmy and not gone to fucking jail. Yeah, dude, that was so bad. Like he, it could have been so avoided. Like he texted me, he's like, that dude could have been in Mexico. Yep, could have been. His dad would have definitely sent him there. I well, feel that like that's kind of the- why Michael was worried when he got that phone call because he was like, okay, well now they know. Like maybe they got, you know, maybe he's not gonna get arrested. But maybe, uh, maybe I maybe saved they don't them. Need me. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they fucked him, and then. I don't know what's going to happen with Michael and Lee, but that's bad. The grandmother was there. I'm I'm shocked they didn't show a scene when Lee, Michael grabbed Lee's hand of the grandmother's face. I was ready for it. I was ready for it to be like, but I guess she was keeping her calm because it was her birthday, his birthday. Also, the dog eating the, the man's the brain. brain. Gross. This might have been the weakest episode of Your Honor this season, but it was a, it was good, though, nonetheless. I think it might be the weakest rated episode. That's it's just sure. not much to talk about. Everything was pretty cut and dry. Three, nah, part four was the lowest. Oh no, part three was the lowest rated. Yeah, episode. I would that say was, episode three. Yeah, it's either this one or episode three that were the worst to me. Yeah, because they were know, the man. slowest. It was pretty slow, but you know it was pretty wild that on Michael's birthday he's out here like doing all this criminal stuff. I thought it was pretty funny when the redhead guys like you spent all those years on the bench and now you're. You want to talk about irony? Irony? And Michael's like, are you a philosopher? And he was like, are you a judge? 
It's just they keep throwing that in his face. I feel so bad for him. <laughs> that was my thing. Is like they kept going in on Michael. I'm like, he didn't do it. He didn't. Yep. And he's trying to keep his son safe. But when Jimmy Baxter find out his son is dating his daughter and the son killed, because they're gonna find out. The daughter gonna find out, and Jimmy gonna find out. Adam, Adam gonna die. <laughs> Adam has to have consequences coming. And where's the black Chevrolet? I'm going to ask every episode, where is the black Chevrolet? I think it has to do with the desire crew. Cause I feel, like the desire, be. I feel like the desire crew is out here. Just like just knowing playing, being the puppeteers, and, just like, yeah. And I feel like yeah, they know who killed Michael's, Michael's wife. I feel like they know, like, it's like just going to be a bunch of this. shit. Yeah. But you know, that's all I got on it this week. Next week, I'm going to come with more shit. It was just a light beat. Light. It was. Night week, but you know, that was uh, some good stuff. Next week, we'll definitely talk about one night in Miami. It was really good. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. I'm watching it tonight. It was, it was really good. So, you know, I recommend that to people out there. Um, and then, uh, next week, uh, the Denzel movie is going to be out next week, next Friday. Yeah, next, next, next well, Friday. Not, not next, so episode, like not on the next episode, but yeah. the episode after that. I'm excited for that next week, too. There's a lot of stuff dropping next week, a lot of big things. So yeah, more so than this week for sure. That's a fact. That's a fact. So the next, not this next episode, but the episode after that, you're gonna not only have the pitch it match, but big well, pitch it match on Twitch. So it won't be even be on our show. Yeah, it won't even be on here. True, 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 true. And with that being said, February 4th, live Twitch TV. It's a Thursday, February 4th, Twitch TV slash bros who think 6 p.m. be in the building. Hastic versus Dan Exclaims and Shemit Dua versus Jake Madison. If you haven't checked out the Hastic and Dan Exclaims pre-fight interviews, check those out now. By the time you guys are hearing this, Shemit's pre-fight interview will be out. Jake's will be out on Monday and Schubert will be out on Friday, giving the State of the Union as the commissioner next Friday. But you guys can follow me at LinBWT, follow the Bros You Think at all at Bros You Think, and be sure to check out all the content across the network from the Bros You Think podcast to Anime Talk to this. But that's all I got this week, Shuby. All right. Well, that's everything for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about Your Honor, WandaVision, One Night yeah. Miami. WandaVision, so, I forgot. Every week now. Yeah. Every week now. So we'll uh, we'll be talking about all that next week and make sure you check out everything going on with the network. So everyone out there, have a great week. And as always, keep bending. Bye.